0: Good, morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a Pen and a Napkin Podcast, a weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back to the podcast. It has been a while since I've done a, a solo pod, uh, but wanted to go through some things here. Uh yeah, it's been it's kind of weird just me talking and not having somebody else on the line or somebody else in front of me or or Tony on the phone or whatever it may be. But uh been working on some things here wanted to give some people some updates uh talk about a few things that have happened uh first of all let's let's uh let's talk about uh the reason why i haven't been on lately uh first of all you know it's it's the it's the holidays and uh you know wrapped up a pod and uh, I, i forget i think tony and i dropped one right at the end of uh right before the holiday break and uh you know, I was just basically I kind of made the decision. Okay, I'm just going to take a week off, uh, spend some time with family, uh, kind of clear the head, and uh, not not clear the head, but you know, uh, just focus on family. Uh, as you know, we're all busy and we're doing things, and uh, you know, we I knew I was heading into a, a busy time, a holiday tournament. We've got a crazy schedule here the next week and a half. Basically, for every practice, we have a game, uh, so we we got a lot going on. And so that was kind of the uh, original thought was just a little holiday break, a little game prep from my own team. But uh, honestly, uh, after Christmas, I was going to try and get some things done. Uh, But life sometimes gets in the way of that. Uh, We had uh, planned for a few weeks to go up to my dad's house, and uh, that was the case. Uh, all the way through. And then uh, I woke up on the morning of December 24th, and I got a really, really tough text message from uh, my one of my best friends in the world, uh, his wife. Uh, and uh, Kevin's mom uh, had tragically passed away from a massive stroke uh, the night before on December 23rd. Uh, to say... That that news was devastating uh, would be an understatement. Uh, you know, Kevin has just been a great friend to me for a long, long time. and And growing up, uh, especially when it started to get into the high school days is me and Kevin and Moose and Meyer, and guys that you have heard on here before, Dick Jungers, Meyer's been on here before. Just so very, very blessed to, to have these people in my life, and by extension, having their their families. Um, I grew up a long ways from my biological family. My, my closest biological relative is about four hours away. And so uh, I love my family. Um, they're awesome. You know, but on a day-to-day basis, I, I did not see them. And my friends' parents, in many ways, were just as much aunts and uncles to me as were my own biological aunts and uncles. And my buddy Kevin and my buddy Moose grew up on this row of houses about a half mile outside of town, Uh. Kevin's house is on the end, then there was a house in the middle, and then Moose's house was on the other side of that. And uh, if we weren't at Kevin's house, we were at Moose's house. If we weren't at Moose's house, we were in uh, Archer, Iowa, at the Archer Gym and hanging around at Meyer's house. And if we weren't there, we were at my house. And if we weren't there, we were at the Junger's house and and all over the place. Uh, to, to to have great friends at 50 years old is a tremendous blessing. And to see your friends hurting is is also very very difficult. And you know it's been a tough go and I just to be honest with you just wanted to make sure and to do my best to do my role to help my friend and his family grieve and to process my own grief because uh, my mother was a great woman whom I lost at a very, very young age. I was 22 years old. Uh, Kevin and Moose and Meyer were there for me through thick and thin. And, and a lot of people were. Uh, it's now my turn to return the favor. And um, so it was my role, I felt like. To be a great teammate to my friend, and I don't know what that all encompasses. There's no right way or wrong way of doing that. Uh, death is hard, whether it's it's a long drawn out process, whether it's an illness, or whether it's something sudden. <laughs> and so, when all of that happened, you know, other things kind of got pushed to the side, and this podcast being one of them. So uh, that's a that's a big reason. Um, why I haven't been on the air lately. and I just uh, for me it was much more important to be a great teammate, to a great friend and somebody I, I truly love uh, than it was here. And, and so that's a, a, a that is the biggest reason why uh, production has slowed down, why there hasn't been a whole lot of postings lately, just some retweets. And so um, I hope that you would understand that what I told my parents uh, for the first time, I think ever, uh, since I've been at my new job, I missed a practice uh, because I needed to stay home and be at the visitation. Uh, I needed to be at the visitation for, my, for myself and, and for my buddy. And I told my parents and players, you have to, I hope one of the things that I've taught the kids is that the, one of the most important things you can do in a team sport is to be a loyal teammate. And for me, I needed to be a teammate at that time. So, Pat, uh, I miss you. You are an awesome woman. I love you very much, and give Larry a big hug for me. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter... Send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin video library. If you're a loyal listener to the podcast, you know that the community of coaching is a powerful, powerful thing. And we should all be aware of the influence that we have on not just our players. But if we do our job the right way, we can, to a degree, change the way a community feels about itself and how a school feels about itself. You know, People really underestimate the power of the athletic spirit and what it means to a high school or to a college. And the work ethic and the toughness and the grit and all the things that goes into this wonderful, wonderful job that we choose to partake in. And it's not an easy job. And the biggest reason why I started this whole thing was to try and help coaches in situations where at times I didn't feel like I had the answers that I needed to help me through tough situations. And so we all know the power of this. So when word came out that Brad Feekin had passed away earlier this week, uh, it was a real gut punch to the Gretna community, to the coaching community in the Omaha and the greater Nebraska area. And I just want to talk about Coach Feek for a few minutes here. Uh, I knew Brad a little bit. I won't claim to have known him well. We had a few passing conversations. uh, But I always admired his teams. Now, when I was at SCUT, he was at Gretna. And so you're talking about two very highly competitive schools in West Omaha, just a few miles away from one another, that more often than not were in the same sub-districts and played each other multiple times a season. I always admired Brad's teams for the way that he had his kids ready to play every night out, no matter how talented they were. Uh, they were always very disciplined teams. They, they played the game the right way, and I think that's the greatest compliment that you can give to to any coach, whether they're uh, a pressing full court flying around the 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 gymnasium type of team, uh, you can play the game the right way and play uh, a crazy style, or you can play the game the right way and slow it down and keep the, the scores low and, and do those type of things. There's there's no one way to win this game. And and Feek won in a lot of different ways, but more importantly, Feek won the right way. Uh, I, I put this out on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago, and I, I will never, ever forget this, Uh we were playing, and, and normally when we played Gretna, it was late in the season, usually a, a mid, uh, a late February type of game, last last game, or last week of the regular season type of a deal. So your teams were pretty well fully formed at that point, and you, you were who you were. And I will never forget, uh, our boys were playing, uh, we were playing a doubleheader over there, and... It was, I think, number one versus number two in the state or or something. Both teams were were very highly ranked. And crazy intense game. Jim's full. Uh, Feek had a kid who ended up being a Division I kid, played at North Dakota. And he uh, there was a there was a bang bang play right at about midcourt with about two and a half, three minutes left to go in regulation, tight game, low scoring game kid reacts and says something to the official and the official hits him with a technical foul and you know the obvious momentum switch of a technical foul can be a huge thing and Feekin takes him out of the game and the kid is sitting there and he's sitting there and most coaches after you give the kid a, a a minute to to cool off but in such a high stakes game you would probably put that kid back in. You know, it'd be hard-pressed to find somebody, or to, it'd be hard-pressed to find a coach that would not put your best player back into a game and with, with so many things on the line. But not Feek. Uh, he sat there, and he sat there, and he sat there, and he sat there, and the game went into overtime. And so you're like, okay, probably going back in. Nope. Kid sat there. Sat there, sat there, all the way through to the end of the game, which Gretna ended up winning. And I was so uh, impressed. I, I I don't I don't think I could have done that. I'm going to be the first one to admit I don't think I could have done that. But uh, that's what Feek did. And so the next day, and this is long before any of this stuff came about, I'm a lot more willing to do these type of things these days. Uh, but I sent him an email, and I just said, "Hey, Brad, I was awfully impressed by uh, your your show of standards and um, keeping the the young man who got the technical foul on the bench. I know how good of a player he is. Uh, that showed a lot about me and uh, to me about your program and and how you do things and the standards that you expect." And uh, he was very gracious. He emailed me back a few hours later. Hey, we it's just we just tell our kids if you get a technical foul, you're done for the rest of the game. I felt like it was the right thing to do. Uh, if you want to know about Brad Feakin and who he was, uh, I, I think that's all you need to know. Uh, he was diagnosed with cancer a couple of years ago. Uh, there was some issues that came out of the cancer. And... Uh, his heart began to fail. He needed a heart transplant. And uh, ultimately, um, you know, that is, uh, you know, Coach Feekin passed away from these complications from his cancer. Uh, His wife uh, put out something. I'm reading this from Omaha.com. His impact on so many lives will live on forever. He taught me so much, and we made each other better people. The one thing he taught me that stands out the most is integrity. He always did what was right, no matter how hard it was. Sometimes it was annoying. He never let anything go with our kids as far as discipline, and I'm so thankful for that now. I know they will be okay in life because of those lessons he made sure that they learned. Coach Feakin's leaving behind three young children under the age of 13. Uh, We are blessed to have this job, and I think that we have to keep in mind our overall responsibilities that we're not just here to win basketball games, or if you're a football coach listening to this to win football games or whatever your sport is. Uh, We are here to be examples to, uh, to show young people ultimately what's the right thing and the wrong thing to do. And, and sometimes the right thing to do is the really, really hard thing to do to hold your kids accountable for their actions on and off the floor. Um, to not worry about the winning and the losing, uh, those type of things, and and you're not going to be popular sometimes when you do that. I I will always tell the story of uh, we had a game on Thursday night. Uh, this was my last season at my old job, and uh, we had some issues with our bench. We had some issues in the locker room. We left some trash around the locker room. We had a game on Saturday. Afternoon, We had a long bus trip that afternoon, uh, that morning. We left in the morning to play an afternoon game. That tells you how long of a bus trip it was. Uh, but I just couldn't let those things go. And I, uh, we turned into a, a track team for about 45 minutes. And I knew people were going to be mad. And I didn't care. And I didn't care because there had to be some sort of accountability for the actions both on and off the floor. And I made people mad, uh, but I, I didn't care, and uh, I'm okay with that. And and I think Coach Feakin is a, a great example of if you if you do things the right way, and if you show that integrity, and you hold people accountable, uh, he will uh, you will get your just reward at the end. And whether that's two weeks later, two years later, five years later, those players, those parents will say, yeah, you did what was right. I, I didn't like it at the time, but I, I knew what you did was right. And I think, uh, coach Feakin is a tremendous example of that. Um, if you want to know about more about coach, I, I encourage you, uh, to go to, uh, the Flatwater free press and, a, a local journalist by the name of Dirk Chatelain. Uh, and you can find this article, uh, uh, on Twitter, uh, go into Dirk's Twitter feed. He's, he's pretty active on Twitter. Uh, at Dirk Chatelain, uh, that's C-H-A-T-E-L-A-I-N. And Dirk, uh, you know, and, and again, Dirk admits it in the article. You know, he's pretty biased. He's He lives fairly close to uh, the Feekin family. And he helps out with the youth program with Gretna Boys Basketball. And uh, But he wrote a, a tremendous profile of Coach Feakin. And just the type of person he was, his worldview, the things that he had been through in his life. Um, another another guy that has done a terrific job with with the coverage of this is Mike Sauter uh, here in the local Omaha area. Uh, you can go to at Mike Sauter, S-A-U-T-T-E-R underscore at the end there uh, to check out some of his video work. Uh, there was a massive fundraiser for Coach Feekin a couple of weeks ago in the Gretna area. Gretna area. Um The team still got to play. And here in Omaha, we have a a big, uh, with the Class A schools, we have the Metro Holiday Tournament over before and during, uh, and depending on the calendars, after the Christmas break is over. All the Metro teams in Class A play in this big Metro tournament. And uh, Saturday morning, Coach Vecan passed away. His team chose to play uh, Saturday evening against Papillion La Vista South, and in uh, just one of the great reasons why sports is awesome, uh, a kid by the name of Landon Pekorsky hits a game winning shot at the buzzer to give Gretna a 49 to 47 win over Papillion La Vista South. Uh, the Dragons find themselves in the semifinals tomorrow night, uh, or depending when you're listening to this, uh, tonight, Tuesday night. Uh, on Tuesday, January the 2nd at 5.15 at Creighton Prep against Omaha Central. Uh, I can't be there because we have a game ourselves, but if we didn't have a game, I think I'd make the trip down the street and, and go watch this game and support these young men who have lost a, a mentor, a, a leader, and just a tremendous person of influence in their lives. If you want to help out the Feekin family, uh, there's ways that you can do that. I would encourage you to go to at hoops for feek F-E-E-K. There's uh, information that you can find there. And, again, the greatest story that comes out of the career of Brad Feekin, it's not the 350 wins, it's not the two state championships, it's the person that he was. And coaches, you can't always control whether or not you win or lose a basketball game. For everybody that wins a game, there's somebody that loses a game. But how are you influencing these young people's lives? Brad Feekin did it the right way, and I encourage you to do the same. Coaches, you know just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs. But sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for over the past 25 years i've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs and now i'd like to share some of my favorites with you the a pen and a napkin 101 best handouts booklet is now available for you to you for only fifteen dollars in this booklet you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program for ordering information You can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. So let's talk about some good things here. Uh, Just a couple of quick updates. Uh, As many of you know, each year I have hosted a coaches clinic at Fort Calhoun High School, Fort Calhoun, Nebraska, just north of Omaha. And this year we will do the same. We have a date set. It is Saturday, April 27th. I am in the process of lining up speakers, uh, and, and uh, the last couple of years, we've really hit on a great formula. W- what I really like about the way we do things is it's not you just sitting there watching coaches talk the whole time. Uh, we really try to make it interactive at our pen and a napkin uh, coaches' functions. So we will have probably three or four coaches that will do some on-floor presentations But one of the things that coaches really like about our coaches clinics is our interactive sessions. We will have at least two sessions where you're assigned to a group of random coaches. You're going to be sitting around a table and you just get to bounce ideas off of each other. Uh, We'll throw out a topic for discussion for about 15 minutes, uh, rebounding drills or uh, parent Issues. You probably need more than fifteen minutes for that one, but anyway, you know stuff like that. Uh, we also have classroom speakers that come in and do some classroom presentations. So it's it's interactive. It's up. It's moving. Uh, you're talking with other coaches. You get a chance to participate, and I, I think it's I think it's a really really good deal. Uh, we'll have a post clinic social once again. And and so it's 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 going to be a great day. Saturday, April twenty-seventh, over the course of the next couple of weeks, I'll be filling in speakers and topics and just put it on your calendar right now. Be ready to come out to Omaha, Nebraska on that date, April 27th. The lineup will be set here soon. So and, and it's really affordable. I, I I you know and and please, uh, for for this, I don't get any of this money. I, I do this for the benefit of my own program, uh, so any of the profits once the once the expenses are taken care of, this all goes back into my program. So you're not even uh, when when you sign up for this, it's it's not for my good. You're you're not helping out Marty Plum. You're helping out kids. You're helping out my kids with their summer expenses for nice things for my players. So uh, I, I hope uh, that you really really consider coming out to to. Help yourself to come out and, and talk to other coaches. Uh, we've had coaches from South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, uh, a lot of regional people here. And so keep an eye out for that. I will let you know more as the lineup starts to fill itself out. The other thing is uh, we plan on doing another coach's retreat or, or getting this retreat concept off the ground. Early to mid-October, I really want to take a weekend and just uh, get away, and and just have coaches talk to one another, and that is in the works as well. Uh, obviously, way down the line. But one of the uh, when we when we didn't get this off the ground this fall, one of the big reasons why people said they didn't come out for it was because it was, you know, there wasn't enough notice. So I am letting you know that sometime in late September or early October, we are going to have a pen and a napkin coaches retreat. Uh, we're going to find a hotel in in Omaha, and we're going to do a lot of interactive stuff again. I, I really love the format that we had put together for it. Uh, so just wanted to, while, while I was doing this solo pod, I wanted to uh, add these two things here in at the end. Uh, talking about our our Coaches Retreat and our Coaches Clinic. Coaches Clinic, April 27th. Coaches Retreat, uh, late September to early October. Don't have a date for it yet. I will tell you this. By the time the Coaches Clinic comes about on April 27th, we will have a lock, stock, and barrel date set for the Coaches Retreat so that if you are a person that wants to travel and come to Omaha for the weekend at a really, really affordable price for well over 24 hours worth of Coaches Discussions and everything, you're going to have that opportunity. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with that. Uh, we'll be back on the air. Tony and I will be back uh, this this week talking about something. I don't know. Tony and I will talk about something, and uh, we'll get a coach's interview going here. Uh, we're gonna get things back in the swing of things. I I want to thank you for your. Understanding uh, with this little sabbatical time, but it's time to get back to work here and it's time to get back to uh, helping coaches and connecting people in this wonderful coaching community that we have. So, coaches, for the first time in 2024, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a